the death of two security guards fatally shot at a Las Vegas casino hotel. Donald Trump saying he didn't want to be president and the whole excerpt that everyone's talking about by Michael Wolf and men charged with murdering a black man because he, quote, socialized with white women, unquote, those three stories while gruesome. Yes, Donald Trump is kind of gruesome. They're not top enough for the top 10 for this week. So what stories are in said top 10? We'll get to those in just a moment. You are listening to the weekly wrap-up show here from This Is a Conversation. And this is for the week ending January 6th, 2018. And welcome to the show. I'm Jay Cleveland Payne, your host for this show, plus the man behind most of the things at thisisconversation.com. There is a team of folks hoping to get things done, and things will hopefully get done a lot quicker this year as the team gets bolstered up. We'll have more people on the team. But the main purpose of the website and this podcast is to talk about the bigger conversations going on in the news. Now, if you have been watching the news, especially in the last couple of days, you've noticed that the breaking news, the biggest story, if you're in the States, has especially been stuck on two things. One, the big snowstorm, the big ice storm, polar um, polar bomb, what they're calling in the, what, the East Coast, where the big cold's coming up. And most of it actually on Donald Trump in a book that's coming out was coming out next Tuesday, and it's actually coming out today as we're recording this to meet the demand and all the need for it because everybody just wants to read about how Donald Trump is incompetent. So since that went on for about four days straight talking about this book, a lot of other conversations, a lot of other headlines, other stories got missed out. So we like to make sure that all the stories that are going on along the world are being talked about by you in the best conversations we can have with you, the best conversationalist we can have. I learned that is a word just often use it out of context. Now, how this show works, how the whole concept of this conversation works actually, is all week long, every day, 24-7, throughout the day, you'll see links to various news stories, headlines to links to stories that are happening more or less in here and now. Sometimes stories take a while to trend up to be seen, so sometimes those stories take a while to get into the feed. But throughout the day, on social media, via Twitter, at TH underscore conversation, via Facebook, at This Is Conversation, and of course, at the main website, thisisconversation.com. We post the links to the stories, and your interaction helps us figure out which ones to talk about for this show at the end of the week. So as a story pops up in your feed, as you're checking your Twitter, your Facebook, like it, love it, reply to it, share it, do what you can to interact with it. The more interactions that pop up get logged, we put them into a big spreadsheet with all the interactions from all the interfaces, and we come up with a top 10 list for the week. We actually come up with a top 15 list. We'll talk about the ones that didn't quite make it in, some we talked about in the tease already. And we go all the way down to the almost irrelevant story this week, 97 unique stories in the feed. So we'll make sure that gets a little love because it almost didn't. And we normally have an interview segment in the section, in center section of the show, which we have a game we call The Brackets, The Unfair Brackets, its full name, where we take the top ten, we re-rank them, and offer them up to the person who's doing the interview and let them see which story they like the best out of what's given them. This week we're starting the year off with a little bit more housekeeping, a little more explanation on things we're doing forward, so... And it's still sort of a half week for a lot of people, so getting people on schedule didn't work out so well. Hopefully we'll go through. We have a goal of getting 50 interviews next week, next year, next year, this year. So we'll see if we can go 50 straight weeks with interviews, of course, not counting the first week, this week, and the last week, where we'll do a wrap-up like we did 
last week. Enough of the rambling. Let's get ahead. Let's go ahead and get into the show show and get into the top 10 stories of the week as you guys determine. It's all basically about you. At number 10 is this headline. It goes, Kim Jong-un offers Olympics olive branch to the south. Now, this is something that happened early in the week, and Trump will pop up a lot this week because he took credit for a lot of things and threw a lot of blame at other people for things. But early in this week, a hotline between North Korea and South Korea that was shut off about uh, four or five years ago was picked up this week, and they've had three conversations on the hotline. Right now, it's essentially making sure the whole thing works. But Kim Jong-un has offered up kind of an olive branch in a sense where he offered up something that really wasn't much and got everything he wants, much like the other guy. Kim Jong-un wants to send a delegation from North Korea to South Korea for the Winter Olympics happening in a few weeks, and that may happen. They're working the details on that one. In the meantime, they're also not going to have, that being the South, not going to have joint operations, a joint exercise, military exercise with the United States that was scheduled near the time of the Olympics. It was determined that maybe logistics wasn't so great for that, which makes perfect sense. But it also means Kim Jong Il got them to cancel. Uh, I'm sorry, Il Un got them to cancel the operations. And on top of this, President Donald Trump is taking the credit for his strong policy on North Korea, makes basically having Kim Jong Un uh, bow down to him and offer up, you know, some compliances. Except he's not offering any compliances. But he's getting the chance to send some people down to North Korea, which or South Korea, which may turn into a spying situation. And of course, he's got the operations, the joint operations, not working out between the U.S. and South Koreans coming up at the time. So he basically got what he wanted without having to give up anything. And Donald Trump is, of course, taking credit for it. This is the first time in years that this hotline has been used. Of course, many, many very bla- brazen. Um, attempts to defect across the border at North Korea happening the last couple of weeks. So it does seem like now is the time to maybe reach out and do that olive branch, but it also could be a nice stall tactic for Mr. Kim Jong-un. The number nine story for this week, and the jump in response to this one goes up 17.44%, is Serena Williams withdraws from the Australian Open. Now, last week I misspoke in our year in review on all the things that Serena Williams did. She did not win a Grand Slam last year because she was pregnant for the bulk of the time last year. She won a Grand Slam the previous year before. It was just within 18 months, so it seemed very similar. Serena played in a tournament a few weeks ago where she got bounced in the second round, but is basically tuning up for the next big thing, which would have been the Australian Open. She basically made a statement that she's not quite ready to dominate. That's what. She could probably play well. She might even win, but she's not going to beat people down like she's used to. And so she's got to figure out the mothering thing and how to get back to, you know, beating people up on the court. So for the upcoming Australian Open, you are safe if you don't have to face Serena Williams. Number eight story of the week. This one gets a bump response. Just a slight one here. 3.96%. We go to Alabama versus Georgia, setting up the first all-SEC college football title game. Now, that's not exactly true. It's the first all-SEC title game in this college football championship. Remember that Auburn and Alabama faced each other in a bowl championship series game back with the BCS. And so now we have the new system. And it just turned out that two SEC teams made it into the top four rankings. And so that just how it comes out, how it worked out. And the two best teams of the two teams turned out to be 
the Alabama Crimson Tide and the Georgia Bulldogs. Now, there were some hijinks getting along the way, but coming up in a few days from now, I think three days, if my count is right, we'll have a national champion that will be the SEC. Now, there is plenty of SEC bias being called and plenty of East Coast bias being called, but the fact of the matter is we have a system. The system is what we're using. You can determine whether it works for you or not, but coming up in a few weeks, we'll have a college champion. Of course, we're also starting up the NFL championship, so football the real thing is football is about to wrap up for the year. The number seven story this week is a jump in response of 1.9%, but a surprising story that caught up and made its way into the top 10, or stepped in the top 10, should say. Hanson Fitness in New York City offers naked workout classes. Let me tell you something about Hanson Fitness. Hanson Fitness is a, uh, a gym, a gym in New York, that decides to get you into the spirit of your New Year's resolution offering up something a little bit different. This is a pretty high-class high gym, and a lot of big-time names go here. A lot of stars go here, a lot of famous people, a lot of um, just big high rollers with a lot of money who don't want to be bothered. And so if you've got the money, if you've got the time, and you've got two days a week to step up, they're going to have the... Um, you're going to have naked uh, workout classes. These are going to be group fitness classes that everyone's going to be mostly naked. Uh, you can, well, you can wear nude underwear. But the personal training sessions uh, here are going to be uh, just get your best calorie burn because you're not wearing any clothing. I'm not sure how that works. But like I said, if you're a bit shy, you can wear nude underwear. But other than that, no, um, no gear, if you know what I mean. The number six story this week is a slight jump in this one. Only 0.93%, barely 1% jump to the number six. But it's a big story, and it's also a big story because of what didn't make the top ten, what we aren't talking about at this moment. This story is magnitude 4.5 earthquake shakes San Francisco area. So earlier in the week, or middle week, should say, San Francisco awoken to a 4.5 magnitude earthquake the same day the uh, big polar bomb or ice bomb, whatever they're calling the uh, big storm that is coming into or coming through the northeast right now uh, was uh, basically starting. So the east coast is dealing with a big snowstorm, a serious storm that's not only bringing big ice and big snow, but winds that are essentially hurricane force. Polar bomb, that's what that thing's called. So a polar bomb is essentially what they're calling it. In the meantime, on the other side of the United States, uh, magnitude 4.5 earthquake is waking up the folks in San Francisco. I am not a weatherman, but I can tell you I can see that the patterns are pretty screwed up, and it made me pretty much learn not to complain about the 17-degree weather we have here, when in some places over this weekend it will actually be around minus 7 and that's not counting the wind chill. Expecting some places across the Northeast to feel colder than Mars in some places and where power is out and issues are going there and it's going to be a real, a real slog to get things back up. Uh, we are definitely thinking and praying about those folks who have to deal with this because this is a serious situation. A maybe, maybe not so serious situation goes to the number five story this week. 10.9% uh, jump in response. And this is a fresher story, so we got a lot of response later on. Matt Scott, who is an ex-Arizona, that's the college quarterback, accuses Sean Miller while defending Rich Rodriguez. 
Rodriguez, the now former football coach, uh, was actually uh, his coach back in the day, back when he played. Now, we do know Matt Scott uh, didn't get very much time in the NFL. In fact, he got drafted and was basically cut within a few weeks. In fact, that was a conversation I had online with a very few people who thought the name Matt Scott sounded oddly familiar and had to remember, oh, yeah, he was a coach for a college uh, team that I root for. Now, Rich Rodriguez got fired over some allegations for paying players. Meanwhile, we do know there are some issues going on in the household for Miller, who is the basketball coach uh, right now at Arizona, former coach at Xavier, where he had some issues where it was to believe that players were paid. And the big thing that pops up in this one is that in Miller's problem, um, assistant Book Richardson, a former assistant of um, Arizona and at Xavier for Miller, uh, was one of the people picked up this year in the big FBI sting uh, on paying players. Richardson was accused of receiving $20,000 in bribes to lead current Wildcat players to a certain sports agent and use the money to bribe recruits to come and play for Arizona. So there's people in his building literally caught, picked up in the sting for this thing, and they fire Rich Rodriguez for essentially the same sort of thing. Now, uh, we do have some issues where Scott actually backtracked a bit and didn't say that Miller should be fired, but he just said he basically loved his coach, Rich Rodriguez. So you can take that. Anyway, you want to as well. We move on from that one being the five to the four story. Fourth story this week calls for Logan Paul to be banned from YouTube after filming sickening video of dead man hanging from a tree. This one's response is 38.66% more, higher, greater than the five. Now, what happened with Logan Paul this week? He did something really stupid, which is kind of his stick is doing really stupid things on YouTube for 14-year-olds to enjoy because that's what they do. This time, he went into a very famous forest in Japan. It's known as a suicide forest. It's where many young men go to kill themselves. And it seems like it's a weird thing to do, but in the culture for Japanese culture, in a lot of Asian culture, uh, the ability to essentially go to a therapist and talk things out is just not not heard of. Um, you can talk about all sorts of things back in the days of feudal Japan, but still these days, dealing with mental health issues, essentially the biggest way it's held, dealt with in Japan, especially with young males, is to just kill themselves. And this is a place that's very famous for people going in there and doing it. In fact, as you enter this, this garden, this forest, uh, there are signs that say, literally say, please don't go any further. Think about your family. Whatever you're thinking about, don't do it. So Logan Paul and his crew, because he's a YouTube star, so he has a crew of people filming him. Remember, folks, these people aren't doing it by themselves. They have people paid to work with them. Uh, wander into the forest, stumble across a body that's hanging, and then essentially goof on it while wearing a weird um, Toy Story Aliens hoodie. Days before, he went through town, Tokyo, essentially goofing off and being an ugly American, uh, doing really, really, really stupid stuff, Tom Greenish stuff, a lot of people in the comments sort of um, compared it to, and just not being funny about it, basically being a douche. And that's what he did, and then he wrapped it up with this video, which he put on the Internet, which afterwards he said he was sickened and probably shouldn't have put on the Internet, but it did its damage it was set for monetization. It got a little money before it was pulled. He put an apology video set for monetization, and that got some money as well. 
And he's essentially said he's taking some time off from social media and YouTube to kind of reevaluate his life, I guess, uh, spend more time with his family, go back to rehab, whatever, to kind of figure out what's going on because this was obviously a bad choice, but a bad choice that he literally made money off of, and that was sort of the point. Logan Paul does something stupid, but does something really, really stupid, and the real backlash from this is people here in the States who are not so much his fans, but do follow what he does, says this is just his M.O. of Logan being Logan, and there's no one, no reason to be surprised, and I wish we could make him go away. Number three story this week, this one gets a massive jump, 168% from the number four. Isaiah Thomas, the younger, not the older, the guy that used to play for the Celtics, who is now a member of the Cleveland Cavaliers and the National Basketball Association, requested not to be honored by the Celtics with video tribute on his return back. Uh, Isaiah Thomas went out last year in a chance where they almost literally went to uh, the, the the finals, almost went for a title last year, went out with a serious injury. He went out with a bunch of injuries. He got his teeth knocked out. He had a sister died. And then, of course, he had a serious hip injury, which he had surgery for. Uh, in the middle of the season, he was traded for Kyrie Irvin with the Cleveland Cavaliers for a bunch of reasons there. The bulk of it was Kyrie wanted to be the man on his team. And um, Isaiah Thomas was just a good pick to put on the team that would complement the team of LeBron James, a real point guard who, although he can score and take over, wants to actually play point guard. So that happened. But Isaiah Thomas was a big part of the heart and soul of the Cle- of the uh, of the Celtics for the past couple seasons. So as he returned back, A, from injury, he just started playing uh, a few weeks ago, and B, to his first time back at the Garden, they thought they would honor him there. They gave him a big standing go. They were very happy, but he did not want a video tribute, and they honored that by not keep making a big deal on that day. But they probably will do something later down the line. Now, the number two story for this week is a super story. We combined two headlines. Shots fired in Douglas County, multiple deputies down, and Colorado shooting, one deputy dead, four injured in suburban Denver. Let's break this now. First, this was a response uh, jump of 36.5% from the last story. And what we had was a fallen officer, a shooting, a gunman who killed the deputy in uh, just kind of a weird random ambush uh, attack. 100 rounds fired in the attack. Um, Additional officers were were there, uh, but the gunman was killed by officers on the scene. And... It was just kind of an odd, odd thing happening in Colorado. And the really big thing was the guy that was doing the gunman, the shooter, uh, said that he had plans on running for sheriff. That's what made the whole thing extra, extra weird. Of course, we're honoring a deputy, Zachariah Parrish, 29 years old, who was killed in the attack. Uh, He leaves behind a wife and two young children. Um, So it's going to be a sad it's very sad state affairs for the community and for the family, uh, but the whole incident was just, just r- ridiculous to be honest. And we go now to the number one story this week. This one is a single story that was able to hold its headlines all weekend long. We posted this late on Saturday um, after it happened, or early Sunday, basically. You want to say it? Uh, but the story for this week, number one story, with a jump in response from the number two. 3.47%, a jump in response from the 10 story, 670%, and from the almost relevant number 97 story, 6,160% is Chris Cyborg beating Holly Holm to retain uh, her UFC title in UFC 29 or two, 219. 
can't it's a week off and things go crazy. Now, Chris Cyborg is sort of a polarizing figure in the world of the MMA, but she claimed a victory over Holly Holm, who, of course, uh, got the moral victory because Holly Holm had to step up uh, to a weight class to fight, and it did go five rounds, so there was that. However, the judge gave it an unanimous decision to Cyborg in the thing. Now, the fight uh, may have been closer than people uh, realized and, and because some of the judges thought that maybe Holm uh, did a whole lot to really hold up her own, but she just couldn't hold up on the long haul. And, of course, Cyborg not getting the beatdown that she expected or that she wanted. Uh, so we'll see where this goes from here. Uh, the big names in uh, all the big names in UFC actually are kind of in flux right now. And it's definitely not a big name other than essentially Holly Holm and Chris Cyborg in the women's division. We will see who steps up to be the next contender a challenger for Chris's title and who's the big name for UFC coming up. And that's what we have. You have your top 10 from 10 to 1 for this week. Week, of course, ending January the 6th, 2018. Got to get used to saying that. Remember, you get your chance to say what's in next week's and beyond uh, what to be talking about for the top tens and all over the place by just simply doing what you're already doing, interacting on social media. Find us on Twitter at TH underscore conversation and find us on Facebook by searching This Is The Conversation. Follow us. Make sure we're highly in your feed. And when our stories pop up in your feed, like them, love them, hate them, share them, respond to them, respond to me, talk about them, and we will give them as much love as possible. Enough love gets them at the top ten for the week, and we'll talk about them in the first segment for the show, as always. If you miss them there, if you're not a social media person, you can check out the links at the main website still. This is the conversation.com. No interview this week, so we'll do some more projecting, let's say, housekeeping projections for the upcoming year, coming up in just a moment here from This Is Conversation's weekly wrap-up show. We're not playing the brackets this week, but you can still play the rankings game for a chance to win a $10 gift card. It's very simple. You go to thisistheconversation.com slash rankings, and since you can hear the podcast, it's obviously live right now, and you rank the top 10 stories we just talked about in the order that you think are 1 to 10. They're listed as we talked about 1 to 10 in the things, but you just take your little mouse or take your finger if you're on your phone and swipe it around, move things over, and you put them in the ranked order that you like. And you playing, just by playing, get you a chance to go for a drawing for a gift card every single week. It's that simple. So go to thisistheconversation.com. Let's click on rankings or just go straight there and make sure you play the rankings. Let us know another additional way to say what your big thoughts on the conversations that were taken up this week. If you're not quite sure that Chris Cyborg really should be the number one story this week, well, you tell me what it is, and maybe we'll do something about it. And by that, that means maybe we'll send you $10. Here from This is Conversation. Brevity not exactly on display for our first full show for the year. Of course, last year we had the, uh, the I guess the uh, timing 
worked out so we can really wrap up essentially at the end of the year. But we went ahead and did a year in review show. Wanted to see if I could do it, and I did. We're going over some of the top stories based on when we started this back around March and just whatever gathered. And because some big stories just stuck around in the consciousness of us and Twitter and the internets and Facebook and whatnot, and, you know, extra shares over a couple of weeks. Some of those stories that were large got even larger. So the top stories were really big stories, really big respondent stories. And there were some stories in the very recent time that were able to catch up into the larger parts of the time. We'll have to tweak the format for next year. And next year, we may actually do an award show. One of my biggest dreams is to do a annual awards type show. We may do the uh, conversation awards or the convies or something uh, since we've got a full year of data i can now gather data and hold it for a year which is the coolest thing i've learned in the process of working on this podcast so thank you so much for being a part of the podcast being a part of the show and we got a few other great things we're planning for the upcoming year to make things that hopefully go a little smoother on this end and be more entertaining and more infotaining for you on the back end as well Look out onto the webpage in a few days. We're building some things. We're doing a lot of changes to the website right now. Hopefully make it a little clearer, easier to navigate, and just more mobile-friendly. We had some issues with the last template not being as mobile-friendly as we believed it was. So a new batch of templates that we uh, actually purchased for specific purposes of some of other projects. And this one in particular, to fix this one, should help out in the, uh, the long run being a much better, easier to navigate show. So hopefully that's there. So check it out because it's a better navigatable show for your mobile. We're seeing a lot of response on mobile devices. But check it out because we're doing some shifting to the way things are looking, the way things are working. We still want you to play the rankings just as regular citizens. Just go play the rankings for a chance to win $10 gift cards. But as I said early, very much earlier in the open for the show, we are looking to hopefully fill nothing but interviews for the next 50 weeks. That's from next week till the week before uh, the week before um, New Year's. So we plan on having a Christmas week-ish interview style as well. Hopefully get somebody that's themed or, or somebody that's a big friend of the show to do their last big one of the year. But we want to do 50 uh, interviews, one every week coming up for the bracket. So we're going to set up a link where you can honorary or honor up someone to be a volunteer that's the word i'm looking for volunteer someone up to be a member of the play the brackets it could be you if you want to promote something you're doing it can be some other podcaster or some other writer some other blogger that may or may not know you're nominating them so i'll have to do some research to figure out if they fell in line and how to get in hold of them so it'll be very simple just a little form on who should play the brackets why they should play the brackets and how to reach out to them and if it's maybe your favorite blogger. Maybe it's, it's going to be somebody like super famous. Uh, and you just drop whatever website, whatever feed you follow them on, and we'll track it down from there. It's really easy to find ways to get messages to people. The hard part is actually getting them to respond, and that's uh, part of the art of of pitching things to people. I know from pitching things, from doing um, radio and doing morning radio and morning shows and talk shows for a while, that being pitched and pitching is an art and a skill. And trust me, when you're being pitched, it's a whole other animal than when you're pitching because you believe you are the god of your domain, letting people in and out of your own little fiefdom. And trust me, sometimes power does corrupt uh, absolutely in those cases. But we're looking for ways for you to help us find great people to interview in the brackets. And they can be anyone that you like. It can be you promoting something. It's just we just need 
good people who keep up with the news enough so they can, you know, pick between a couple stories, 10 stories or so, and then have something to talk about at the end of this list. Because remember, they get to pick the show or they get to pick the topic they want to talk about. So we're not just saying talk about France, talk about Trump, talk about war. We're just giving them a listing of things to go to and they can eliminate them as they work out. We're also going to do some um, tweaking to some other things website-wise and just kind of how we work the operations in the back end. And you'll notice those coming down the lines as we bring more people in to work on This Is The Conversation. Uh, The biggest thing we really, 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 really need is a bit more feedback on how things are working so that we know that we're doing the right tweaks the right way. And that's not the right twerks, it's the right tweaks. We said that on purpose. So the things we're changing, that the sponsors that we're putting in the line, the people we are interviewing, the stories that we are talking about, all come from the, in, the interaction with you. The stories are easy. You interact with the stories in sort of a blind test so we don't know who you are. And the more you like a story in general, the greater it goes. The other things, we kind of need to know who you are, kind of know where you're coming from and some demographics. So we'll be launching some surveys asking about how we're doing, and we'll have various other things where you can respond to how we're doing, how well we're doing, how not well we're doing, and you'll have plenty of that coming up definitely in the next couple months and probably extend it throughout the entire year to keep things going. We don't want it to overshadow the conversational part of the conversation, but we do want feedback to improve some things because let me be a bit honest inside with you. This is a project that was created for the sole purpose, well, not the sole purpose, but for a main purpose of being self-sustainable to the point that we could actually, you know, make some money off of it, makes, you know, have spending cash, some quarters to put in our pockets and when it's all said and done. So this thing's not just supposed to take care of itself. It's supposed to take care of some other things going on. And we want to make sure it does as well. Some things do work better than others. And we're glad for all the people who do visit the sponsors and, of course, get great things because we found great sponsors. But that, of course, helps us. We, we enjoy people who have joined us for our conversation survey panel. Panel hasn't quite set the world on fire at this point in time. So we're actually revamping and redoing how the panel We'll start over so we can uh, position that as a larger way to get surveys from some major, more major companies. So that's being reworked. But if there's something that you miss from us or something that you'd like us to add to the list, you can comment to us as well. So look for the website. Look at the website. This is the conversation.com. This is the conversation.com for all the things we'll be doing. A lot of them will just be sort of just survey ish. So you'll see a survey of some sort asking for your opinions. We do wish that you put down some demographic information. Uh, We're not so much looking for your name and responses unless it's a gift-type survey or paid-type survey, but we're looking to see who you are in general and where you are in general so we know what parts of the country, the world even, uh, we're reaching and how well it matters. So that's it. We're looking for grander things upcoming year, and to be totally honest, I don't even actually have an interview scheduled for next Friday, but I have some ideas and I'll do some planning and early in the week we'll do some feeling because it hadn't been a full hadn't been a full work week for many folks. So it's been really weird getting things lined up, getting things in. So with a full work week, I have a good chance, a good shot at somebody, uh, some local friends that I can take care of for the first couple of weeks and then we'll stretch it out into the national, international audience from there. 
But like we said, the biggest thing I'm looking for is help with you finding me some folks to play the brackets. And those are people that you think would be interesting and interested in playing. So look at the website for how to send the name for someone to play the brackets. It'll be pretty close to where you can play the rankings yourselves. So I think it'll just be play the game or some play our games or something like that. One for rankings, one for brackets, and we'll kind of work it from there. But look for that. Look for surveys and just look for more great conversations. What can I say about Coffee for Less that I haven't already said? I don't think there's anything I can say that's brand new to Coffee for Less other than my own drinking habits. You see, I have a confession to make. Over Christmas, I received a new mug. It's a very large mug. It's a Spider-Man mug uh, that I just saw and had to have, and so now it's mine. But the mug, despite being uh, very, very heavy, allows me to drink about two and a half cups at a time of what I can normally drink in a normal coffee mug. And so in that mug, and because it's New Year, and because it's not so much resolution, but just kind of a new chance to start, I've been drinking lots of tea. Lots of tea to go in the very large mug. And because I need lots of tea, I've been going to Coffee for Less. Coffee for Less offers up all the brews you want in the forms you want them. Uh, we talk about the Keurigs because Keurigs are very popular because you pop it in and go, especially how coffee is made. But for all this tea I'm drinking, I'm using good old-fashioned bags. And I'm using actually some great good old-fashioned bags with some great flavors and some great brands uh, that I'm testing out via Coffee for Less right now. So if you like tea, if you like hot chocolate, if you like chai, if you like espresso, you like plain old freeze-dried coffee. They have the source for you, and they have the stuff for you, and they have it at a great discounted price. So start your year off on a great note, drinking better coffee or better tea at a price that you can really, really enjoy, less than what you'll normally find at the grocery store. You can get this deal by just going to thisisaconversation.com slash coffee for less, this is the conversation.com slash coffee for less. You can stop by our sponsors page, click it there as well, and visit any of our sponsors for this hopefully fine show that you think it is. But for fine coffee, fine tea, fine other hot beverages, you can find them at Coffee for Less and get a discount through us. We thank you for enjoying us. We thank you for enjoying coffee and even tea. I'm getting used to the tea thing. And we thank you for stopping by Coffee for Less at this is the conversation.com slash coffee for less. See, hear me. I'm, I'm, I'm steeping my tea bag as we speak. It's fun. It's educational. It's kind of a workout. It's actually really relaxing. And it's at a discounted price. That's the greatest part of it from coffee for less. Once again, thank you for being a part of the conversation because we don't know how much time we have left. We have about 10 minutes. We never know when we go down the line of stories, just listing them down, seeing how things go, how we wrap up. So the wrap-up's usually kind of tight. So I wanted to remind you right now how you can be a part of what we have going on. Stop by our website 
thisattheconversation.com to find out how you can follow us at everywhere, including the most important parts is Twitter and, fe- and Facebook. That's where we add up your scores, TH underscore conversation, and this is the conversation on Facebook. Also, you can find out how you can follow and find and look for the podcast because it's everywhere. And hopefully fairly soon we'll work out some deals with some radio distributors and you'll see a listing of where we're on the radio. And maybe it's on somewhere near you. And that'd be kind of cool. Let us know if you hear us on your local radio station coming very soon. Now we're going to go ahead and get into the wrap-up phase. Uh, it's just the third segment, so that means we are really, really, really just about done. Let's start off with the almost irrelevant story of the week. And that is... Uh, headline number 97, stores jammed as California starts recreational pot sales. Now, we'll go ahead and expand on this because we don't really know if we'll get into it with the random uh, stories to fill out the spot, the plot. But this week, or exactly on, on the first, which was this week, California became the largest state to have recreational pot sales be legal. Now, this is a state thing. It's still illegal to uh, buy, sell, grow, distribute it on a national basis. But so, so state lines is an issue. But if you are a resident of California and you were able to partake in one of the dispensaries that just not opened, you've had a great week so far. That week may not be uh, wrapping up so great. Although, because Attorney General Jeff Sessions has uh, gone forward with a uh, plan to lock down and essentially scratch off the books, reverse all the laws that the Obama era did to more or less open up the way for legalized pot. Now, Obama didn't necessarily say everybody should smoke pot, but what they did was they put the emphasis or took the emphasis off the chasing of the criminalization of pot laws of marijuana. So this made it very easy for people who needed it for actual medicinal reasons to get it because no one would go looking for someone in their medicinal pot and also open up the, the, the floodgates for the economy to take this on as a recreational drug, pun intended, uh, just like uh, alcohol and tobacco. You can tax it. You can um, package it. You can market it. You can keep track of it. So the federals, the federal people decided, yeah, let's let's do this. Jeff Sessions, who was against it back when he was in Congress and obviously against it now, is rolling back on some of that. Meanwhile, Donald Trump wasn't all that cool about um, about dropping it. He said you should get your medicinal marijuana and the other stuff's okay. However, this may be good graces uh, or the the attempt being good graces by Jeff Sessions for the boss who doesn't seem like him. It may be Jeff Sessions doing something he doesn't care his boss cares about because he doesn't like him. It may just be Jeff Sessions trying to get one big thing out before he's pushed out the door. We'll find out. But that is the number 97 story of the week. And like we said, it is uh, 6,160% less popular than the top story with Chris Cyborg beating Holly Holm. Now, wrapping up the top 15 for this week, we have the number 11 story, which were two security guards fairly shot at a Las Vegas hotel casino. Now, this was not one of the major ones, and this was not a, a I don't say it was not a major story. It was a big story. It happened very early or very late last week, you should say, but it was a smaller hotel, not on the Strip, so that's probably why things didn't really get as escalated in the coverage as it could have. That was the 11 story. 12th story of the week is back to Donald Trump, and it is, as we said in the teaser, 
the excerpt from Michael Wolf's book, Fire and Fury, that was printed that really ticked off the whole thing. Now, as we know, the excerpt was posted late, uh, early in the week, around Tuesday or Wednesday, which gave plenty of time to talk about it, talk back and forth about it. Donald Trump actually even sued uh, Steve Bannon, who essentially is the mastermind and most of the source for the book, for saying that him speaking to the book is a breach of a, a confidentiality uh, agreement, but at the same time says everything in the book is, is a lie, which would mean then why you don't really breach an agreement if you're just straight up lying. But we'll see how that works out. Because of all this going on, oh, they also tried to sue the publisher for not releasing the book, which meant the publisher decided to not release it on the proposed day next Tuesday, but on the day today. That means uh, they released it four days early so that they can get into people's hands by the weekend so that people could talk about it. And it's been all the talk for the day, essentially. We'll see how this one turns out. The book essentially says that Donald Trump is not competent, did not really want to win, and when he did win, just decided, well, maybe I'm kind of cool with this after all. And it's just all sorts of craziness. You have to... I will probably actually try to find this book this weekend. You will probably do the same. They'll be talking about it for weeks on end. This story is very creepy. I'm just got time for the headline, though. It is uh, men charged with murdering black man because he socialized with a white woman. Now, the headline itself is gruesome, but the headline does give an underlying story that we ain't exactly where we ought to be in relations with ourselves with just that one. Another really sad one, California high school soccer coach charged with human trafficking of teen girls. Yes, uh, the high school soccer coach uh, was able to uh, take the teen girls, some members of his team even, and traffic them for sex and other acts. Another really sad thing that it's ridiculous that these things happen, but this is the world we live in, and we should basically hate to be, you know, hug your children a little tighter, but this is one of those hug your children a little tighter headlines that pop up. And the 15th story for this week, wrapping up the top 15, is Jameis Winston, who uh, passed a Marino, passed Marino, passed Marino, Dan Marino, for an NFL record. He is now the th- holding the record for third in the listing of most rookies to throw touchdowns. And I only have the headline in front of me, so I don't have the full listing of people. Dan Marino, of course, very legendary, uh, but no longer in the third spot for that one. Or in, And, of course, Winston's been in this game a couple of years. It's starting from rookie going on to two, three years in. So at this point in his career, he has thrown more touchdowns than Dan Marino and doing it in, in the state of Florida, even if not for the Miami Dolphins. So that means a pretty big thing. On that end. Now, this is the part where we get really rambly. If we hadn't been rambly before, we will go through the rest of them. A couple of stories, as many as we have, to get in in about four minutes before we wrap out, run out of time. Uh, stories that have been re ranked, uh, also unfair advantage order to talk about. And it's essentially going down the headline and getting through. Maybe some details if we can really figure out. The story is a big one. Now, the first story in line is Republican David Yancey picked in random lottery to become winner of pivotal Virginia House race. They were looking for a new member of the House in Virginia, and the actual seat came down to a real live tie. And even though they've batted it around for months, 
they had to come up with some sort of way to figure it out. It was going to be a draw of lots, like old school draw of lots lottery, and it basically turned into that. It basically they pulled the name out of a hat uh, from a couple slips of piece of paper, and on that paper was David Yancey. He is now the new Republican House member for Virginia because literally his name got pulled from a hat. This one may tick you off a little bit. FCC cited zero of the 22 million consumer comments in its 218-page net neutrality repeal. Now, we know that the FCC is pulling back on net neutrality, and we know that they say it's because, you know, it's a great thing. The problem is, as this headline says, 200 or 22 million consumers had a beef with it, and they didn't reference any of them. They didn't reference the fact that there's a problem with net neutrality neutrality not being there they didn't reference the fact that people have a problem with net neutrality not being there they just said this thing's awesome we're rolling with it we're saying this for 218 pages but not going to even acknowledge the opposition spotify was hit this week with a 1.6 billion dollar copyright lawsuit over tracks by some names including people like tom petty and neil young However, Spotify also made the way for a IPO to happen in kind of a slick way this week. We'll see if the IPO and this lawsuit will cause issues for the company. Merrill Lynch is asking its clients and advisors to not trade Bitcoin-related investments. In fact, it's banning them, keep them out of the Bitcoin market, believing it may be a bubble. We've heard that one before. Las Vegas Golden Knights become the first team in NHL history to win Six straight games in its inaugural season. So things are looking pretty rosy for uh, an ice hockey team in the middle of the desert. We'll also see how well they do, that's being Las Vegas, in, uh, I guess, a year from now when the Raiders actually get to town. And we'll see how that works out. But right now, Las Vegas is looking like a very good place to be a sports town, uh, if, if you can believe that or not. And two quick ones before we get out of here. A man fatally shot in Kansas due to a swatting incident. That's where a gamer online in a whole other state called the police on the guy, and he ended up being dead in this case, ended up with an arrest. And Gretchen Carlson is back on the scene. She's now the new chair for Miss America after all these sexist email things. We talked a lot about that last week, so you can go backwards in, in time and figure that out. Uh, but, yes, Gretchen Carlson is now large and in charge for Miss America. Thank you so much for being a part of what we have here for the conversation. Large and in charge yourself. Come back next week for another great show. And of course, follow us on social, TH underscore conversation on Twitter and this is a conversation on Facebook. And get in your votes by just interacting with the responses. Thank you so much and we'll see you next week.